Hi everyone, I'm Riley Blanks, your hostess and the creator of Woke Beauty, a storytelling platform reimagining the everyday act of self-celebration for and by all women. This show brings you unfiltered conversations with a dynamic myriad of female visionaries who have developed personal success despite trauma and hardship by leaning into grit and discernment. We explore the messy interwoven realities of mental health, holistic wellness, intricate family dynamics, racial complexity, and the exceptional discoveries that lead to fulfillment. This is our pledge to the power of resilience and the impact of perspective. Shantavia Ward founded Element as a nurse practitioner who, after eight years in medicine, craved a deeper connection with inspiring people to feel good about themselves in their most natural state, beyond the needle. With an extensive knowledge in skin health, anatomy and physiology, wellness and preventative education, Shantavia is deeply invested in helping you cultivate healthy skin habits and become your own skin goals. Element is driven to shift the conversation to highlight overall well-being and to make skincare inclusive, accessible, and affordable so every person of every hue can put their best face forward, empowering you to look good, feel good, and do good in the world. Through crowdfunding, resourcefulness, and a lot of grit, Shantavia just finished opening a brand new studio in East Austin where she continues to cultivate a lifestyle for skincare through her warm, welcoming, infectious aura. Shantavia, thank you so much for joining me. What a blessing to speak to you in this capacity. I know we've, um, you know, kind of had our interactions in many different ways, from the Cleveland Browns <laughs> to yeah. a panel um, to, you know, a drink at a, at a cute hotel. But um, I don't know. I, I love that, like, I can really get to know you in a way that's really inquisitive and curious. And I feel like you're just such a dynamic person. I love your energy and I feel honored to, to capture it in this way. I'm going to do my best to capture it. I'm going to do my best. <laughs> well, likewise, um, I'm really happy to be chatting yeah. with you. Thank you. So I'd love to kick things off with, with my favorite question. Where were you born and how do you identify with that place? Mm, fun. So I was born um, in Cleveland, Ohio. So Northeast Ohio um, in a city called Cleveland. It's one of the bigger cities um, in Northeast Ohio. Um, my mom had me when she was 15. Um, so I was the daughter of a 15-year-old single mom. She had a pretty decent um, immediate family, though, that was able to help her um, just navigate being a new mom at 15 and still in high school. So that whole saying about, you know, it takes a village. Um, I'm definitely the product of an immediate village that she had access to. And I think they did pretty well. So, um, yeah, I grew up in Cleveland. Um, for people who don't know, Cleveland is up uh farthest north of Ohio. It sits along the lake, um, on Lake Erie. Um, it's a really urban area where I grew up. I grew up in the inner city, um, just lots of lower income standards, lots of poverty, um, unemployment issues, crime. Um, I'm from the hood, you know, and I went to the public school there. And Cleveland is just a place where it's not a lot of opportunities that just easily present themselves and you 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 learn to be resourceful and you learn to make something out of nothing. Um, I, I basically feel that the way I identify with Cleveland is through those things. So it just taught me um, very early on, um, you know, as a child and as a teenager, I lived in Cleveland until I was, I think, 25-ish. So the first 25 years of my life, um, just navigating life in Cleveland with my mom. Um, it just taught me a lot of fundamental characteristics that I think currently guide my success. So you learn to be resourceful, you learn to work hard, and you learn to be determined to make a way out of the environment that you knew intrinsically you didn't want to become 
um, you didn't want to become a part of in the most negative way, because Cleveland is one of those places where they count you out before you're really given a chance. So you really got to just work really hard to make it either make it in that city or make it out of the city. Um, and I decided mm-hmm. to go ahead and, and take off and, and and take all of those things that I had learned that had shaped my character. And we moved away from Cleveland um, about 10 years ago. Um, and I haven't been back. I think that Cleveland was a very interesting place and in that it really helped to, it really helped to define um to help define me in the beginning stages of my story, but I don't think that it is where my story will end. Um, I think that it just taught me so many things about myself and how to be more expansive. Um, so yeah, Cleveland was a, a nice place to start, but I'm, I'm looking forward to the next 25 years and, and, and where they take me. I love our crossover with Cleveland. Um, yeah. I, yeah. So, you know, for those, for those who don't know, my fiance is from Cleveland and he, you know, I think, I mean, he's one of my favorite people, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I live there, you know, randomly for almost a year. And I, I think it's one of the best cities in the country I, because I think it fosters some of the best people. It does. It fosters really good people. It, it gives you a lot of grit, you know, it just, it teaches you so many things about yourself and just so many, so many things that um, life lessons, just things that you wouldn't anticipate that you need to know in life. And then when you, when you finally make it to certain stages, you're like, wow, like I've already kind of experienced this and I know how to navigate this now because I grew up in Cleveland or because I spent time in Cleveland. So I'm I'm so glad to hear you say that. Yeah. I, and I really want to go down the path of how Cleveland shaped you and sort of what really resonated was um, what you said about how you kind of have to just figure things out. And I, I see that in what you've created in an element skin, but before we go there, I just, I want to, I want to hear a little more about your mom. Just like, I mean, I think it's, it's 15 is rare, you know, especially, especially in the States and in the more, in more of a modern day. Right. Um, And, and like what you said, yeah, you you came out beautifully. Um, and, and I just am so curious what your relationship is like being so close in age. Yeah, we're 15 years apart. And I think that is very unique in that we have always had a really close relationship um, so much that we're really like, that's my friend, you know, like we kick it. That's my mom. Um, but at the same time, she was very much, she was very good about drawing the line between being my friend and also being my mother and being that role model that I needed. Um, when I was little, I'm talking one, two, three years old, she was still graduating or she was still taking classes to graduate from high school. Um, so she absolutely made that a priority. But then after that, she pretty much gave up a lot. You know, she sacrificed a lot so that we could have some stability. You know, we weren't in the best we didn't live in the best neighborhoods. Um, we didn't have access to some of the best um, uh, things for me to do as far as like activities or what have you, but she always made a way. Um, so she went from working maybe two or even maybe three part-time jobs sometimes just to make ends meet. Um, I spent a lot of time with my aunt and my grandmother, thank God for them. Um, you know, they were that village that really helped to bring bring me bring me up around like my cousins and put me in different environments where um you know I wasn't exposed to all of the violence and all of the things that were happening in the city around me um and my mom and I we just over the years we've just gotten closer and closer and closer and it's nice because even though she wasn't that friend who didn't know how to be a mother she was that mother who knew how to be a friend and over the years it started to really just lay the groundwork or the groundwork for where our relationship has gone Um, because now we have such a good friendship that that's really what we lean on for each other um it's interesting a lot of the time we get so confused people are like no that's not your mom no that's your sister and mm-hmm. I'm always like yeah that's my sister and she's like she's so quick to check me like no girl I'm your mother <laughs> like no don't get it twisted <laughs> but yeah she um she did pretty well you know and she um she she did whatever it was that she had to do so that I wouldn't want for anything um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm, I will be forever in debt to her for that. Um, because she literally just made a way out of no way. And she sacrificed a lot for me. And one day I'm going to pay her back. We're going to be living large and taking charge. 
cruising on a yacht somewhere. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, making a way with no way. I love that. Um, yeah, it sounds like she taught she taught you a lot by how she raised you, you know, just by how she took care of you. Yeah, she was definitely an example. Um, and then just watching her yeah. as well, um, the way, you know, the way she would go to work and then come home and then she's cooking and then she's helping me with homework. And then she literally does the same thing every day. Um, you know, it just really taught me a lot about consistency and just showing up, you know, just showing up even when mm -hmm. you don't want to, even when you don't feel like it. Um, it just, it really teaches you to work hard and just like really work harder than anybody and you'll be successful. And that she was successful in raising me to be the woman that I am today based off of the sacrifices that she made 25 years ago or 34 right. years ago. So yeah, for, forever in debt to her for that. Hmm. I, what you said about the sister, you know, being, being like sisters, but not sisters, <clears throat> maybe think of my mom because you know, my mom, my mom had me when she was 23, but, but still quite young and yeah. ages gracefully. And she's, you know, this kind of petite, beautiful, perfect <laughs> white woman, um, white being last, right. But being first in many people's eyes, because when they saw her and they saw me, either we weren't related or, um, or we, we were sisters. Like if it were winter, yeah. you know, when I was a little yeah. lighter, yeah. <laughs> we could yeah. be sisters. Right. And like, so no, in public, no. like, I remember in grocery stores and in certain places, I would just like yell her name across the room purposely just so people knew like that was my mom. So yeah. I was so proud that she was my mom. You yeah, know? yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. Like we're this to the world. Everybody needs to know. Right. Exactly. It, it sometimes like, you know, I still call her mommy to this day. And so oh I know God, some people I are like, know. what? <laughs> yeah. This no, like 5'10", like grown woman is calling this like lady mommy. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. So anyway, yeah, the moms are special. You know, it's, it's a blessing to have a good one. So they are. They are. Yeah. So how I want you to expand on how what your mom taught you, what Cleveland taught you has come into full form in element skin. What it made me think of was the, the first time I went and got a facial with you and you were talking to me about your space, you know, the space you have before the one you have now. And you were like telling me all of the work that you put into it and most of it you did yourself. I was like, so how did you put that together? You were like, oh, I, do, I DIY'd it. I was like, where'd you get that? Etsy? I was like, what? Are you, what? Tell me how to how to do that. I'm not, you know, I, I have my talents, but uh, when it comes to interior design, I was just like so blown away by, I think it, I think I would just call it resourcefulness. Yeah. And that's, that's the word, you know, that's, I feel like that's it. It's resourcefulness. Literally making a way with not having access to many things or not having access to people or even capital or anything, you know. Um, but if I had to dig very deep for this question, I think it would be just dreaming, you know, just dreaming as a child thinking, you know, this isn't my ideal situation. You know, I see so much going on around me that I don't want to be a part of um, things that I want to be different for my future. And literally just sitting on those dreams for years and years and years and years and years. And not so much as like the physical aspect of what those dreams were, but more of like the intangible things that really grasp the idea of those dreams. So me not actually having a brick and mortar or having a place to even design or creating some beautiful graphic on social media, but more so about what, how do I feel when I create those things? How do my customers feel when I create these experiences? It's like, I want to be that little girl from 20 to 30 years ago who was just dreaming and I'm living out those dreams now. And I live those dreams out through the platform that I've created. So for me, it's all about just being inspiring. It's all about um, empowering um, specifically women to love themselves. And I think that I do that by way of skincare because that just so happens to be my passion. But it's always just been my dream to leave the circumstance that I was in and inspire somebody else to love themselves or leave the circumstance that they're in. And that doesn't have to be a physical place. That could be an emotional place, you know? So I think that I just use Element as the platform to do that. Um, and I think 
so much of just everything that I've been through in life, living in Cleveland with a single mom, with limited resources, it just drove me to to want more and to want to share the experience, these experiences with other people. Um, so it for me, it really just feels like I'm just doing everything that I've always dreamed <laughs> dreamed of, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it, does, it, it, it doesn't feel uh, forced. It doesn't feel like difficult to me at all. Um, I just I'm I'm such a creative person at heart that once I just think about something that I probably have always been thinking about all my life unknowingly, um, I just come up with ways to figure it out. <laughs> I don't know. It's just one of those mm-hmm. things that. I just have. And my husband always talks to me about that. He's just like, you know, how do you like, how does your brain work? Like, how do you like come up with all these different ideas and <laughs> implement them? And I'm just like, you know, you miss every shot you don't take. And I just think that I don't want to miss, I don't want to be missing any shots. You know, I'm out here to get everything that I'm worthy of. And I think that I don't want to be like a product of my environment or I don't want my story to just be, uh, where I grew up and what I did, you know, as a child, but I'm trying to create a new narrative here. And I think that those experiences have led me to this point in my life. So now it's about, you know, where do I go from here? Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it, it's been interesting, but definitely full, full circle moments to um, kind of relate everything back to Cleveland. Now that we're having this conversation, I'm like, wow, like I really did. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> this is really like yeah. a full circle moment, you know, because you really don't think about those things and how they really shaped your character and shaped who you are and, kind of helped you develop whatever it is that you're working on. Um, so I think that that's, that was like a, a light bulb moment for me just now. Oh, that's <laughs> cool. Yeah, I I see so much synchronicity in your life just in in this, you know, 15-minute time frame. It's really, I don't know, I think it speaks to, you know, your ability to really, like, learn off of your life, you know, okay. like, we talk about the importance of education, but but what about what about just what you what you can gather from like literally just being alive right, <laughs> we're, right. We're every day, like having experiences and encountering different people, and right. I mean, you built a brick and mortar yeah. <laughs> like, by yourself. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, you're right. I did. Was, like you learned that somewhere, you know. Um, yeah. But you, but you also like had to be open to that lesson, you know. Very much. And to so. the end, I w- I would love to know, like you were you were open to the lesson, but then you still had to have faith around it actually coming into fruition. Mm-hmm. Where did your faith come from? How did you start? Um, I think maybe just getting to a point where I had to just trust myself and I had to trust that the process would work. Um, just building out element, I think that idea came came to me maybe five or so years ago. I just kind of got fed up with the typical beauty industry and the standards that were being set and what society said was beautiful. And I said, you know, I want to create this space where it can just be a place for us to learn to love the skin that we're in. We take more natural, holistic approaches to skincare. And I said, you know what, I want to do it. Well, that was five years ago. Element didn't open until a year and a half ago. So it was probably about three and a half years of me just having lots of self-doubt, not trusting myself and just saying, you know, who do I think I am? I can't do this. Nobody's going to want to come in and see me. Um, So it was a lot of me questioning my own abilities. Um, And I think I got to a point, um, I actually went to an event here in Austin um, and the event was called Take Action and Level Up. And it was all about entrepreneurs who had these ideas that they were sitting on, but they hadn't taken any action. And that event really drove home for me because it was like, you have this idea, you know exactly what you want to do, you've done all this research, you have basically moved your whole life from Cleveland now to Austin, you're in a different market, so you've learned all these life skills that you can apply towards your business, but I hadn't done it, and I was just so afraid, and I thought it would fail, I was afraid of failure, so I went to that event, and then that message again, it was just like, what can you do right now to change the dynamic of your future for that idea? And I literally wrote down on a piece of paper, I I have to become the esthetician in order to open this space. I can't wait for someone to give me money because they're not going to give it to me. Um, I can't wait around for somebody to say, hey, I hope you co-found this project. Um, I couldn't wait around for a 
real estate um, opportunity to come up and say, hey, here's your your new brick and mortar. I literally had to go out there and do what I had to do. So rewind, full circle moment. I did what I seen my mother do all the time. She went out Mm -hmm. there and she did exactly what it was that she had to do in order to make our life work, in order to make our dreams at that moment come true. So I went out and I became an esthetician. And then from that point, it really just gave me that momentum to keep going and going and going. And I said, I'm doing this esthetician program. This is going to allow me to open my business. Couldn't find a spot, couldn't afford a spot, really. I mean, um, I'm still working part-time as a nurse practitioner. I'm going to esthetician school. Um, So I ended up finding a space that I was able to lease, uh, sublease a portion of the space. So I shared my space with our first, um, at our first location. I shared that space for a year and um, it ended up working out absolutely incredibly. Um, We shared the same type of customer. So it was a really good fit. Um, And then the business just started growing. And from there, I said, you know, we there's an opportunity here for me to really maximize my message and just expand more into helping people feel more comfortable and confident through our own space. Um, So I went back to the drawing board and I said, well, how am I going to do this? You know, I don't come from I don't come from a family or even an environment where I can just reach out and say, hey, I need you to hand me over 50 grand so I can start this business. It just doesn't work like that for me. So I went back to the drawing board and I was back at that same place where I had to write down what's stopping me from growing my business from the shared space to my own space. And the thing that was stopping me was really capital. I needed access to funds. But I couldn't ask anyone. So I said, what is it that you can do right now to change the trajectory of this business? And for me, I did a lot of research and it was crowdfunding. So I went ahead and I literally created a crowdfunding campaign from the beginning to the end, all myself, with the exception of the video, um, all myself, threw it out there and the community showed up. You know, they were like loving everything that Element already stood for and everything they knew that it could be. So we got the support of the crowdfunding campaign. Um, And I think throughout that whole process, it was really just me probably writing it down on paper and like really seeing it, but also just trusting that process, like trusting myself enough to know that all of the skill set that I developed since my childhood, everything that I've seen, every experience I've been a part of, um, whether it was positive or negative, has really um, like formed me and just transformed me for the for these moments that would happen. And I had to lean back into that. You know, I had to lean back into my friend who is my mom and say, "Hey, you know, how would you handle this?" Because she's just going to come from like a super real place. She's not. She does not have like a full college education. She's not going to give me some like tailored, structured answer based off of research, she's just going to be like, look, this is how I know. This is what I did. This is what works. Maybe it'll work for you. And when I just started really trusting that, what she's telling me and just trusting the things that I believed in, that's really when I started to see um, my business take off. My brick and mortar was able to open um, and things just really started to change for me when I started to trust myself. Um, and just really visualizing and seeing what the bigger picture was too, right? So there always is going to be, for me, two sides of like a business. There's just like the client-facing side, but then there's also like the internal things that happen. So for me, it was more about understanding that on the internal side, like, yeah, externally, you see this fun brick and mortar, you can come get a facial, it's all custom. But internally, the bigger picture for me was, inspiring people to love themselves, inspiring people to show up for themselves. Um, So skin disease is basically, it's a lot of connection between skin disease and mental health. So knowing that, um, I really created Element to help eradicate some of the issues that are associated with beauty. So when you have acne on your skin, maybe you don't feel like you're pretty enough. There's research out there that says when you don't feel like you look good, then you don't Mm. show up really in life socially. You don't show up at work. You're not as productive. This is research on this. So I created Element. Really, the bigger picture here was to help people really feel good about themselves so that they could show up in the world, so that they could become just like the best versions of themselves, Um, not only to produce, but just to maintain just your basic social environment and just like maintaining friendships and relationships and just really just feeling good and like loving. Um, 
so yeah, just trusting the process, um, trusting myself really, um, and knowing that I was really, I was chosen, you know, I was chosen to be the person to do this or else it wouldn't be so heavy in my heart to do it. So just feeling like I was delivering on a call that was given to me. So mm. yeah, that was a lot, but wow. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm going to call you back in 10 minutes. I need to go re-listen to that, let it soak in, implement it in my own life. Yeah, that was that was from the heart. I um, I kind of yeah. talked myself through that, and I think that's, you know, genuinely how I feel about it. You just really have to yeah. trust yourself and also being okay with change. Um, I think I'm, I'm really big on, I think it's a quote I read a long time ago, that the only constant in life is change. And oh, it's my fa- it's one of my favorite quotes. I listen, reference that all the time. Everybody, you, I love that. Listen, quote. everybody, they have to sit with that one for a minute because yeah. once you understand that, then you just like you have access to so much more freedom then. Because yeah. you're not holding yourself to too too many constraints and you can anticipate that change will happen and it's okay. You know, it is mm-hmm. okay. So that's a huge, huge um influential quote for me. It's so ran like Heracl- Heraclitus, I think said that. It's just random, like, like some Greek dude. It's like, I mean, and how crazy that he said that, like, you know, I don't know, centuries ago. But uh-huh. it, it, it's, it's, it's still just relevant. Shows, like, humans are humans are humans. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I love that quote. It's, 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 I've got it written like in multiple places. It's one of my favorite quotes. So it's cool that nice. you brought it up. <laughs> so in, the, in that way, I mean, you change a lot just in a day, right? Like, oh, yeah. so you're, you're an RN. You're yeah. an esthetician, you're an entrepreneur, you're a wife, you're a friend, you're all your yeah, daughter, you know, you're things. all kinds of things. How do you wear all those hats? I think that I definitely just I used to think that there was a such thing as like balance. Like you balance work, you balance life, you balance being a wife, you balance being a pup mom, because I'm a pup mom. Um, you balance all these things. And I find that whenever I would try to balance them, I felt like I was succumbing to me trying to be in control. So I have this thing where I equate balance to control. And I try I tried so hard to balance everything and I just couldn't, I couldn't keep up. I was just doing all the things. It was just becoming crazy. So then I started to pick it all apart and started to become more aligned. And what I realized was that when I'm aligned with all of the hats and all of the titles and all the jobs that I have to do and wear, when there's a deeper sense of alignment, I can more easily do those things. I can more easily show up to those things and I can do them with no reservation or hesitation or hesitation. I can just freely do it and not feel overwhelmed. So I think it was important for me to align my own personal beliefs, morals, values, goals with that of everything I had my hand in. So for instance, um, I was working at a local physician group. I was going into the office every day. It was not a place that would feed me um, professionally or personally with the knowledge that I needed, but I had just worn that hat for so long I got comfortable. And I realized that it was draining me. It was just, it was taking the life out of me and it was making me not really enjoy my work anymore as a nurse practitioner. So I ended up leaving that company, but when I left, I said, you know, I'm going to go ahead and find a company that has a mission, a vision, values that are more in line or aligned with what I wanted and what my own personal mission statement was, right? And when I started to do that, the whole like balancing, wearing hats and all the, it just, it didn't even matter. It was just like, this is like my life's work now because it aligns with what I want. And it just became so much more easier to do. So even though I do all these things, I feel like I found a way to do them in such a way that it helps me feel good about it. And it helps me do them just very easily because the end goal is the same. You know, my current job Mm -hmm. um, where I work um, as a nurse practitioner, we're focused on when you break down all of the walls and strip away everything that's cute about it. The goal is to inspire people to become like 
change makers and leaders for their health. So for Mm -hmm. me, it's just like how I've built Element to inspire people to show up through their skincare to love themselves and to be leaders of their skin health. So when I just start aligning things, honestly, all the hats, I don't even think about it anymore. It just kind of, it fits in my day. It's just my weird, crazy life and it it works for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so good. Historically, when someone's like, what's your goal right now? I'm like, to find an equilibrium, that was my answer. <laughs> to to discover a balanced life, you know, and um, yeah, I think that's You'll be so searching true. Forever. You will be searching yeah. forever. It is this grasp. It's like you're grasping to get a grasp. You know, yeah. you're trying so hard to get a hold over things, and sometimes you kind of just have to surrender. You yep. know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's you got some really good nuggets, Shantavia. Listen, I try. Listen, <laughs> I'm learning. Is, this is how I get through life. All the nuggets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Okay. So you work in a saturated industry, and I have. A, I am of the mind that every industry is saturated. So I say that with a pretense. Um, but I know that I get targeted all the time. Oh like, yeah. Buy this product. Do this thing, and. Um, I love that you inspire people to take take hold of their skincare regimen because that is something that doesn't necessarily cost money. Like the act of a routine is actually just a cost of time and self-compassion, you know? And so I love that you lead with that. First, I just want to say that. And then second, I want to ask you how you found a message, a story, a niche within the industry. Um, Because you entered into an industry where, uh, you know, you can get facials all kinds of places. You can go buy skincare all kinds of places. But you, when when I step into your studio, and I recently got my friend a gift card, and and she said this too, it's a different experience. There's something... um, You know, we've never experienced element skin elsewhere, you know? And so I want to know how you pivoted into building something that's just totally uniquely your own well thank you i am the easy the easy this the quick easy and short of this is i create and i'll explain it too but i created the experience that i've always wanted and i remember many years ago when i wanted um to open element and i was just doing research and development and just trying to figure out what the idea was and just how to expand on that idea i remember reading somewhere that the best businesses um, they solve problems and they create experiences that you as a consumer, you see um, maybe a gap or a loophole and you and you fix that experience. Um, so I created Element um, really to <laughs> blow the top off of the spa industry because I felt like the spa industry was very pretentious, very exclusive, very expensive. Um, it became a place over the years a place of luxury um, and we were not treating it as a lifestyle because of that. So because the facial at the spa would average 200 plus dollars, um, you get there and they upsell you. Now you're there for the whole day and you're getting a massage, a mani-pedi and a facial. Your price tag just went up. You're spending 500 plus, which is nice. It's beautiful. It's great to have that experience. But a lot of people don't have that leisure or that luxury for being able to do that on a regular basis. On a regular basis, meaning once a month or once every two months, maybe once every three months for some people, that's how often we need to be having our skin cared for. And whenever the spa industry puts so many constraints on that simple service, um, then they don't make it accessible for a lot of people anymore. Um, And then again, it's a luxury, not a lifestyle. So I created Element to be a lifestyle for skincare. So we are the place that is not a spa. And I say that so much. Every time our customers come in, I explain to them, you know, we are not a spa. We don't do any foo-foo spa music. We're not doing any massage. (laughs) We are literally focusing on your face and your skin to make sure that you know how to care for your skin so that when you leave here, you know um, that you'll have your best skin because what happens here plus what happens at home is how you get your best skin. And I'm very upfront about that. Our focus is very, very, very heavy on education. Um, and I think that is really just what resonates with our customers. You know, we're not trying to be um, 
the spa. We're not trying to be, you know, the next big spa um, down the street, whatever it is. We're not trying to be them. You know, we're in our own lane. We're doing our own thing. And we cater to a group of individuals who really want to make skincare more of a lifestyle, but they also want to do that through clean, safer practices for skin. Um, That's really where we are as an industry. Like you said, it is very saturated. It is oversaturated. It's disgustingly saturated. Um, But I found that there was a very unique group of people who were just kind of over the saturation as much as I was. They were over that whole spa experience as much as I was. They were over paying so much money for a uh, a resource that they should have access to just as much as I was. Um, So when I developed Element, I kept all those things at the front of my, my business plan, at the front of my ideas, at the front of my brain. And it paid off because once we opened, people were like, yes, I'm all about this. I'm here for this. I want this clean beauty at a really decent, um, affordable price, which is still a really good value. And I wanted to be local and in this small little neighborhood so I could walk down the street and go to it. You know, I just kind of stripped away all the barriers that were in place that were blocking us from having our best skin and just showing up, right? And for being our best self. Because for me, when I think about Um, how it's just saturated and just how wrong the beauty industry is. I think what it does is it contributes to those issues with mental health, right? It's contributing to lower self-esteem. It contributes to you feeling like you're not enough. And everything that I do at Element is to just break down those barriers and just let people know that they are enough, that you don't have to follow these beauty norms. You don't have to get this $500 treatment once a month to keep up. You know, there is no competition here. Like you, you being your own best self, it's, that's who you're in competition with. And we do everything in our power to help people get there. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, you know, I've been, I'm, I'm really diving into gut always. Oh, <laughs> All yes. my 20s. And, you know, they say your, your skin is a reflection of your gut, right? And then I yes. think your mind is a reflection of your skin. So it's just like, <laughs> it's so interesting. Though, yeah, yes, I love that. We are. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, I um, I do want to know though. Just rewind a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I I feel like I'm always curious about this myself as a listener. Why skincare? Where mm. Where did that start, and how has it evolved for you as far as your identity goes? Like, mm. why is it so important to you? Um, I think that as far as my identity, okay. Yeah, let's have another full circle moment. You'll <laughs> let's this, dive. You'll do this to people, Riley. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's important to me because when I think about, yeah, when I think about how I grew up and the sacrifices that my mother had to make, she didn't get an opportunity to choose self-care. She didn't get an opportunity to show up for herself in regards to her own skin. Um, She didn't have any skin issues or anything. Um, I didn't either. Um, I don't, my story is not that I had acne and I, I had this big like miracle cure for acne. That's not my story. I think it's just recognizing that my family beyond my mother, my grandmother, my aunts, um, we never prioritized self-care And I wanted to be like this beacon of hope to change that narrative for families and people like me. Um, I think skincare specifically came about because I'd always been interested in beauty. Um, At first it was hair. I actually, um, when I graduated high school, I was going to do hair. And this was a pre social media error and they said one thing that made me run for the the door and it was you'd have to do some soliciting where you knocked on people's doors or did newspaper advertisements in order to get clientele and I said oh no that's not for me I'm not doing it I was like this 18 year old girl was not about that life so I ran for the door and then I ended up becoming a nurse um so beauty has always just kind of been with me um And I think what happened was I became the nurse, 
Um, I did ER for five years and then I became a nurse practitioner. I started a blog where I was doing um, some writing about hair, skin and nails and some natural approaches to treatments for hair, skin and nails. And I really enjoyed it. It was just um, something I did as a hobby. But I realized that during that time, I had just become a nurse practitioner. And because I did love beauty and I was on the blog, I went ahead and took a few positions within um, like the medical aesthetic realm, cosmetic surgery, plastic surgery. So I was getting like a front seat view of what the the beauty industry really looked like um, on the inside. And it was not all butterflies and flowers. It was, if you want to fix your skin, we have a pill or we have a surgery. Um, They were basically feeding into this idea that beauty was something that was man-made. And I had always just enjoyed beauty. And I always just think about like how my mom had never gotten a facial. Um, My aunts have never gotten facials. And skincare, obviously, I was in that in that realm, um, that was just kind of the the highlight of my life. I I enjoyed it, but I just didn't like the messages that we were sending. Um, So when I think about my family, um, their lack of skincare knowledge, their lack of really just embarking on like self-care journeys that were obvious, um, I said, I've got to do this for the people who don't even realize that they need this. And for the people who've been sent the wrong or taught the wrong messages about beauty. Um, So I think that's probably where where it came from. Always just been kind of connected to beauty. But once I got into the medical aspect of it, it just kind of exposed all of the the nuances and the, the issues with what these doctors were teaching and the effects that it had on people. And then I thought about people like my mom, my 15-year-old mom or my 18-year-old aunt who never even had a facial and didn't realize the significance that that had on the future of their skin health. And I just was like, you know, we got to, we got to do something different here. Like we got to, we got to create a new space. And I created that space. So how do you define holistic wellness? So holistic wellness to me, um, personally, I think I just kind of spoke about this a little while ago. I think it's more of just having an alignment and being in tune with what your needs are. Um, Mm -hmm. I think pushing that even a step further, it's not just being in tune or being aligned, but being responsive to what those needs are. Um, So when you think about um, holistic health, it's going to encompass a variety of just different channels. So you're talking physical, emotional, social, spiritual, even intellectually. So I think that you want to center the holistic wellness, um, no matter what it is, or holistic health, um, you want to center that around incorporating how you feel, how you move, um, what your response is, what you think about all these different components of what holistic health is. Um, but essentially, I just think it's, it's basically just being aligned, but also responsive to what your needs are so that you can be your most healthy self. So when people think about like holistic health, they think they literally, literally, and you kind of touched on this a bit, but they go straight to like the gut. They're like, oh, I want my skin to be ha- healthy. I've got to have a healthy gut. And it's like, yeah. you do. absolutely you do. But you also need to have a very healthy mind and understanding that what it takes for your skin to be healthy is far beyond your gut and far beyond your skincare regimen. And, you know, you need to be emotionally stable about how you even connect with what healthy skin is. Um, You need to be making sure that you are exercising so that your skin is detoxing. So just skin in itself, we just touched on like the physical, the emotional, the social, you know, all those, all those components. Um, But then it's also about just really understanding those things, but then being responsive to them. Um, So you can always just be like, yo, I'm so stressed. You know, I'm just going through all this. My skin's breaking out. It's awful. I have so many people who show up at Element and they say that, you know, I'm just going through so much stress. My skin is breaking out. 
And my response to them is mostly, well, how are you responding to that stress? Because if you come in here to get a facial, it's what you think is going to end your breakout. You're completely wrong. You know, we need to go back to the core and figure out what is it that's causing your stress and how can we maintain that? How can we improve that? What can we do to get those cortisol levels down so that you don't have this breakout from stress? So I think that holistic health is just really, really, really about just focusing in on what that alignment, but also the responsiveness to your needs. Yeah. I love that you, you follow up with responsiveness, you know, because I don't know. I feel like sometimes we could maybe feel aligned or feel like we're acknowledging the whole, um, but then you're just on autopilot, exactly. you know, there's like exactly. a manual shift. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So if we dive a little deeper into to skin, like get a little, get a little more literal here, you know, we, we want all your secrets, Shantavia. Yeah. You. So beautiful. <laughs> um, what, does your nightly? I, I'm more I'm more curious in night than morning. I or actually I kind of want to just hear both because what you told me when I came in was so it really stuck with me because it was so like accessible. And I'm I'm the kind of person I want to spend less than five minutes at the same. <laughs> I don't want to look in the mirror for very long. Like it is what it is, you know. Like I am a human. I don't need to study my face. Um, I got places to be, things to do. I'd rather spend more time with my dog, you know what I mean? Or go on a walk or whatever. I don't need all that time. Yeah. So I loved that what you gave me was, um, it was just like straight, straight, straight to the point, you know? Um, but it was super effective. And so what does the morning routine look like? What does the nighttime routine look like? Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, you can, we can start with like a self-care routine too. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't just have to be skin, especially since you're focused on so much. Yes, let's that. break it down. I love that you started yeah. with um, what you like and what you don't like, because that's really something that I teach people. You've got to know your position in skincare. I've met so many people who come in and they're like, oh, I want this 10 step regimen. I want to have the best skin in my life. Um, and then after further conversation, they're like, I absolutely don't have time to do all this. I don't really want to be buying all this stuff. Like it just doesn't fit my lifestyle, but they want it anyway. So I think it's important to know your position. Know if you want to be dedicated to this, some long routine, or if you even have time to do all these things before you invest in a skincare regimen. But I'm really happy that you touched on that because that's always where I start. But I think that for skincare, this is actually a conversation I love to have. Um, Nowadays, it's so important that we differentiate um, between self or skincare and skincare products. So those are two completely mm. different things, right? So skincare, this is going to be how do you show up for yourself so that you can have the best skin of your life? Are you getting enough sleep each night? Are you being active, whether it's taking a walk every day, working out, whatever it is, just so that you can get that circulation going in that skin and just so that you can detox and sweat that skin out? Um how is your diet? Are you eating things that are causing your hormones to be off balance and your skin is breaking out, it's not happy? Or are you following a pretty balanced diet where you've got lots of proteins, vegetables, all those all those good things, right? So I love to think about self-care and self-care products as two different things. Um, and I really try to drive that message a lot. And I want people to always think about that when they think about what they're skincare regimen looks like. So everybody always thinks like, oh, your regimen starts with the cleanser and your skincare product regimen starts with the cleanser, but your skincare regimen, that really needs to start with sleep. You know, we need to make sure that we're getting enough sleep each night because when we don't get enough sleep, it shows up in our skin. Our skin is the largest organ of our body. If we're not sleeping, the eyes are all dark and puffy. The skin is looking dull. It's not hydrated. And that's just because of what goes on chemically when we sleep. Those skin cells are working to rejuvenate. They're increasing circulation when we're, when we're sleeping. They're increasing a hormone that really helps to give us a, a natural glow in the morning. So it's so many things that happen at night that sleep is really the first step in your skincare regimen. So when you start to think about products, um, you want to do um, a simple regimen. Honestly, less is more. I teach all of my clients that they only need these four basic steps in their skincare regimen um, to really just make sure that they're showing up for some healthy skin and they're setting the foundation for some healthy skin. And that's going to be your cleanser, your toner, 
your moisturizer, and your sunscreen. So for somebody who does not like to have a long, expansive regimen, um, you can start with just a regular cleanser. This can be a gentle cleanser, maybe a gel-based cleanser. Um, maybe it's got some water, maybe it's got some aloe, maybe it's got some coconut oil, something to cleanse the skin, and it doesn't have to be some big ordeal. Um, toners, rose water toners are one of my favorite things to tone the face with. They're just very hydrating and they also provide some astringent properties. You can usually find a rose water toner at any like um, local grocer or any skincare um, facility. And then a moisturizer. So this is where you want to invest. Um, I think a good moisturizer will go a long, long, long way. Your moisturizers are going to help balance out the skin. It's going to help maintain your moisture barrier because when the moisture barrier is off, when things aren't right deep down in the layers of the skin, it's going to show up. Everything's going to go off balance. You may have dryness. You may have flakiness. You may have breakouts. That's all the things. So a really good moisturizer will go a long way. Um, I like to look at moisturizers that are, um, they have maybe some hyaluronic acid in them. So they have something that's really pulling that moisture in. And then the very last step is the SPF. So for the person who does not like a, a pretty big routine, um, best SPF you can do is just put on a huge hat, put on a big hat and you don't even have to worry <laughs> about like a product, but you absolutely want to be wearing um, some type of SPF every day. It's going to help protect you from the effects of the sun. And if you don't know, the sun will age you years, light years beyond what you're supposed to be. I'm talking wrinkles, dark spots, all kinds of things. So Put that hat on, obviously, but please get the SPF on board. So many people sleep on the F SPF, um, especially my women of color. Um, we've got that melanin in our skin, but it's not enough to protect us. It actually hides a lot of skin cancers. So it's so important that we get that SPF on board um, as a way to prevent any damage to the skin. So yeah, cleanse, tone, moisturize, and then a sunscreen. But just remember all the things that encompass the skincare itself. So taking care of the skin as far as your sleep goes, your diet, hydrating, water, 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 water. Your skin needs so much water. Um, your skin is just, it protects literally all of your organs in your body. It protects it from the environment. Um, so it's just so important to take care of that. And I'm not talking just the skin on our face, you know, even the skin on our bodies, it's protecting everything. So I think it's really important that we focus and we make sure that we're doing a really good skincare regimen, but also skincare product regimen. Yeah. Mm. I think, I think, okay, well, I just want to say, I think the thing with sunscreen, maybe like moisturizer feels so good. So after I put it on, I'm like, all right, I'm good to go. You know what I mean? Like, no. I feel great. Yeah. My skin's yeah. like, you know, it feels a little slippery. But sunscreen's um, been a long way. Um, I agree with you. Yeah. They've, historically, they've just been this like pasty, kind of chalky. You're yes, like, is this? Exactly. But they have grown, yeah. they've evolved, and I think that they've come a long way. And a lot of them, they feel so much better now. Um, and we got a few, so come check us out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll have to come see what you have. If we get a little more specific on product, uh, it, you know, it sounds like you I, it sounds like you have some, but I'm curious, uh, maybe you carry, you know, some specific lines. Is there a cleanser, um, a moisturizer, a sunscreen that you particularly like? Oh, absolutely. Um, and is the difference in the nightly routine just that you don't put on sunscreen? Absolutely. I'm so glad you said that. So the difference in the night routine and the day routine People will see so many products that'll be like, oh, you need this night cream or, oh, this is your day cream. You don't need any of it. It's all marketing. You just need a decent cleanser, toner, moisturizer, and SPF. And the difference is you don't use the SPF at night, but you don't technically need to have a specific night serum or an, um, mm -hmm. a night moisturizer unless it's a serum. And that's a whole other conversation for another day because some serums, they react to the skin. So you only want to use them at night and all those things, but that can get very technical. But yeah, cleanser, toner, moisturizer, SPF, and then during the day, just the SPF, um, you don't need that at night. So as far as products go, um, I love a brand called Botnia. Um, it's a brand that's based out of California. They grow everything very small batch in a small micro form in their own yard. Um, Botnia is a beautiful brand. They're, very, they're using very minimal products or minimal ingredients in their products. Um, so they're using lots of things like 
glycerin, um, coconut um, abstract or coconut extracts. They're using um, hyaluronic acid. They're using, just, just using good stuff. I mean, they don't use any fillers. They don't use any preservatives. They don't use any synthetic fragrance. So it's all very, it has a strong affinity to the skin and making the skin very healthy and moisturized. Um, they use something called a hydrosol in all of their ingredients as a way to preserve them. So hydrosol is the plant's immune system. So it's all plant-based and your skin just really loves this. So I'm obsessed with Botnia. It's our hero brand. Um, we are one of very select few um, retailers and spas that carry this brand in Texas and um, we just love it so they have a gentle cleanser which is one of my favorites it's a gel based cleanser very silky very smooth um, and it doesn't strip the skin when you cleanse the skin um, if any cleanser stripping the skin then it's probably not the right cleanser for you you should feel hydrated after your cleanse and then mm -hmm. we like to do their rose toner which has a rose geranium hydrosol as its base so you know your skin is getting most of that hydrosol um, hydrosol just have a strong affinity for healing the skin nourishing providing anti-inflammatory effects so their toner is our favorite um, and then their moisturizer is also my favorite we have one, um, it's the daily face cream and it comes in this jar and we're able to customize that one. So it's it's just a very good daily cream. Um, it's got all the goodness in it, but what we can do is we can go ahead and add in specific serums to help customize this moisturizer for whatever your skin needs are. So sometimes I may have someone who's got some issues with like, um, maybe they have like acneic skin and then we put a little glycolic acid in there to help with that acne or if they're having some eczema we can put a little bit of um, colloidal oats or we can throw in some golden seal so it just makes that moisturizer more custom for people so i really do enjoy botanias and then as far as sunscreens go um, there's a brand called sundays they um, have a sunscreen that has vitamin c in it so that's really nice um, i really enjoy that one we sell that one in our studio and elta md is going to be um, my favorite that's been used professionally for years um, it's a really nice um, sunscreen because it absorbs really well in the skin. Just like you were saying, Riley, you have that one, it's kind of thick, it's hard to get in there. The Elta MD yeah. is very thin, it smooths on really nicely, it provides really a good amount of coverage. Um, so I really like that one a lot. I think, you know, I think I used to use that. My, um, I, th I think my dermatologist gave yeah. me that. Yeah, lots of dermatologists yeah. have this one. Um, I'm not huge on supporting the, most of the things that derm support, but <laughs> right. that, one, that one's a really good That product. makes sense. <laughs> yeah, just two different lanes, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so to wrap this up, since we're going into fall, and I want I want to ask you this on on it's it's sort of a two part in a one in a one if mm -hmm. that makes sense two for one, um, we're going into fall and on one side you know some of us deal with um, seasonal affective disorder, um, so and and I don't know I, for me just in general that aside I get lower just mood wise like overall when it when the sun's not shining as much i love me some summer um and so i'm curious on a on a more self-care side what you do for that you personally and what you recommend and then i'm also curious how do we transition for fall around our skin me you know for me my skin gets a lot like duller drier um, my eczema tends to flare more. Um, it might be different for, you know, for a different skin type, but I, I'm just curious kind of how you, how do you, um, how do you transition and how do you reset? Okay. Um, great question. And you're the only person who can get a buy one, get one free right now. So we'll give you both. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, getting out, getting out of the house. Um, our houses are always just going to be not as brightly lit as outside, obviously, or indoors. But I think getting out of the house um, and just kind of getting out of that space and just really shaking things up a little bit and just changing the environment um, will absolutely help with um, the, S the SAD. Um, so just get out of the house and it's okay to do things off season. For instance, if we're in the thick of fall, 
and nobody's hanging out at the pool, it is totally okay to go to some pool, sit by the the edge. Maybe you only put your feet in and you're having a cocktail like it's summer. Um, huge mm-hmm. on just living your best life unapologetically, no matter what season it is or no matter what somebody says that you have to do. Um, so yeah, I'm really huge on that. Really just like creating the life you want and living it no matter what. Um, but it's really going to start with getting out the house. Um, a lot of the um, SAD comes from um, just kind of sitting inside and just watching things change on the outside. So break yourself mm-hmm. free from the home. Um, now, transitioning um, into that fall skincare, when we see those leaves maybe turn or not here in Texas. <laughs> That's one thing <laughs> about the Midwest is seeing the leaves change and like the colors and everything. Um, right. I feel like we see it sometimes here in Texas. It's just not as obvious. Um, so yeah, once we go into fall, um, skincare in the fall. So the sun, the sun is going to not be as bright in the fall going into the winter, right? So it's going to it's gonna scale back a little bit. It's not as harsh. It's not just like beaming down on the face. The fall is usually a really good time to start doing things like um, heavier exfoliating of the skin. Because when you exfoliate the skin, you're going to be removing dead skin cells, possibly removing like a layer of the skin. Then your skin is going to be susceptible to the environment. You don't want to do those kind of things right in the thick of summer when you've got all this sun just beating on your face because that sun, like I said, it causes so much damage in our skin. Um, so you wouldn't want to do any like heavy exfoliating in the summer months, but in the fall, going into the winter, totally a good time to do that. Um, much safer just because we're combating the effects of the sun. The sun isn't as as bright um, and as harsh on the skin during that season. Um, I also like to go super, super light in the summer as far as like uh, moisturizers and like uh, toners and all that things go. So I'll look for super, super, super light products. So maybe I want to do a moisturizer in the summer. It may be a gel base. Um, Maybe my toner in the summer is more of a mist. But when we go into the fall, things are starting to settle a little bit. Um, The weather isn't as as thick. We're not having so much humidity. Um, Our skin isn't like sweating. So we don't have like that extra um, dewiness and layer in the skin, then I like to go more into a little more heavier product so that I can supplement for not having as much humidity. Um, so maybe now my toner is not a um, mist. Maybe it's more of an essence. Um, it's kind of K-Beauty. Love K-Beauty. They've made essences so popular. Um, and it's really just more like a viscous liquid um, that you apply like a toner, but it's got all these actives that really help target um, various skin um, concerns and goals. So maybe Maybe we're going from toners to an essence in the fall. Maybe we're going from a light gel moisturizer into a heavier cream moisturizer in the fall. Um, So I really like to step up the uh, consistency of my products in the fall. Um, And then as a professional, on the professional side in our treatment room, we love a little pumpkin spice in the fall. So we get real fun on our exfoliating mask that has pumpkin in it. Um, so we really like to have some fun and play around with that one in the fall because why not, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, fall is really going to be all about just making sure that your products are um, supplementing for any um, moisture that your skin might be lacking um, that it had in the summer but no longer has in the fall. Um, and then as far as your skincare regimen um, in the fall, you're going to have to be careful and watch out for all those pumpkin spice lattes that people like to drink because there's lots of mm-hmm. sugar in that. And that sugar yes. potentially causes you some breakouts. So it's so fun in the fall to, you know, have all these like warm spice drinks and all these apple ciders and all these things. But we do have to still think about, you know, our skincare regimen being that we do need to think about our diet and we do need to think about the things we're putting, you know, in our mouths and in our gut and how they're going to come out in our skin. And a lot of those fun fall drinks are um, culprits to some, some crazy skin stuff. So make sure we're, we're being cognizant of that. Yeah. We need to offset that with, with, with the real, the reality, the yep. real advice, you know, yep. Yep. <laughs> all that stuff is so sparkly, but yeah, on the inside, that's Everything for sure. That glitters ain't gold. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so true. Um, well, thank you so much, Shantavia. This was so enlightening. And um, I, I just want to say that you are uh, such a 
pioneer and a leader. And I just feel so lucky that you're here in Austin. I, I'm sorry to anyone who doesn't live in Austin, but if you don't <laughs> live in Austin, it's worth a flight. Oh, is it? To, yeah. To visit Element. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank um, you so much. And you're still open during COVID, which I is am. also we really, a, that's really cool that you've been able to kind of, you know, you know make our, that happen. Our community has shown up. We had a very interesting three months of not being open, but when we did, we just followed all the guidelines. We've been really safe about it. Um, the people who are, you know, coming in, they're, they're safe about it and it's going really well. So I'm really happy to be open right now though, because we are just like that one place. I have so many clients who've told me I haven't gone anywhere. Like this is the only place that I've decided to come. And I asked them, Mm -hmm. why did you decide to come here? And they have two answers. One is, well, because I trust you. (laughs) And two is because they're like, I'm so tired of just like sitting at home and feeling, um, just miserable about the whole situation. They're like, I'm coming here as a part of my self-care routine. And I just love that. You know, I love that we're able to provide just like even just a small beacon of light for them and just just inspire them to really just show up and know and give them hope that it's going to be okay. Yeah. That's so great. Well, I can't wait to be in there soon. And um, yeah, I can't thank you enough for, for your voice and your work and uh, you know, for, for translating your childhood into, in a beautiful, into a beautiful adulthood. Yeah. You know? Thank you. Thank you for helping yeah. me realize that I did that. <laughs> I did that. Yeah, girl. I'll remind thank you any you. day. All right, Riley. Thank you so much. Shantavia Ward is a nurse practitioner, esthetician, and the founder of Element Skin Health and Wellness Studio. You can find Element on Instagram at Element Skin, that's E-L-E-M-I-N-T, and Shantavia at Shantavia, that's four A's. Element's doors are open in the heart of East Austin. You can book a consultation or a facial on their site at elementskin.com. Thank you so much for joining us. You can connect with us on Instagram at Woke Beauty or me at Riley Blanks and learn more at WokeBeauty.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps a lot. Until next time, have a beautiful day, even if it's not that beautiful. Oh.